The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. What is up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Philly Pod right here on the LibertyLine.com, as well as Fox Sports The Gambler. I'm your host today, Victor Williams. Be sure to give me a follow on Twitter at the Philly Pod, as well as Instagram. Uh, do the very same for the Liberty Line on Twitter at LibertyLinePHL, and the very same for uh, Fox Sports The Gambler. You can follow them at Fox phl gambler uh we're about six days away from the draft here everybody's all tense and pent up on what the eagles are going to do there's a lot of people in the camp of the the jc horn and the Devonte smith i know there's a ton of buzz surrounding Devonte smith as well as as well as some other names um that we probably wouldn't be too excited about so i wanted to get on here and give some thoughts uh to those sort of things quickly before the draft because we all know how busy we get after the draft assessing and analyzing everything that the eagles are doing so i brought two friends with me as you usual my uh, good friend Stephen Conrad Jr. is here on my uh, cohorts as he is on every episode be sure to follow him on Twitter at Stephen Conrad Jr. if you can deal with his takes because I know they're, they're hard to swallow sometimes <laughs> and be sure to search him on YouTube at the Daily Drip you can also search his name at Stephen Conrad Jr. be sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel and follow all his content over there what's going on buddy have you uh have you <laughs> you haven't fallen off the edge emotionally yet with all this Eagles uh what is it stock into who they could be picking or or these defensive tackles that they could be looking into how are you doing emotionally these days so you would think um so basically last year and i think it's just due to the uh covid situation and uh school kind of being put on hold for like three weeks and you know for many people their careers all we did i know you did that's for sure that's how we were in talks for a while just every day we'd wake up and talk about a new draft prospect Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the Sixers being good. I'm really not like I'm looking forward to the draft, right? We're basically yeah, we're a week away, but I'm not like I see a lot of people are just like losing their minds. Like they're like, can we just get to the draft? Can we just get to the draft? Uh, you know, I'm I'm not on edge about it as much, and I don't know. Maybe call me crazy because this that you could view this draft for the Eagles' perspective. This is one of the well, yeah, it's the most important draft to this date at this point because this team just won four games last year and it's a complete transition period. So many holes on this team, but I'm more excited. I'm not really um, anxious. I'm definitely nervous. Anxious. I think we're all anxious. Yeah, I'm not anxious. <laughs> It's definitely one of the most the most important drafts in recent memory, especially when you tie it together with uh, with a new coach, uh, new quarterback and and that whole thing. So, uh, you know, I I get where you're coming from, though, because we were all when we were at number six, it was all Jamar Chase and, and Kyle Pitts and all this stuff. And then when you traded back, some of that excitement kind of died down because maybe now uh, you're out of the running for some of those franchise guys and you're trying to look into the tier two players and hope that they can still produce for your team. Uh, so I can understand as far as maybe the excitement has dwindled down uh, just a little bit. The anticipation has, uh, but very much so. This is still a, a, a very uh, important draft, especially in Howie's regime. Um, I know that there's some, some reports going around as far as this is Howie maybe on a short leash this time around. Whether that's true or not, uh, we, we have yet to find out. 
uh, but to help us assess um, the draft as well as what the Eagles have done in free agency. I've brought CBS football writer Jeff Kerr. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Kerr CBS. He covers the entire NFL. Uh, he's a he's a close friend of the pod. He's been on before, uh, so he's very uh, well knowledge not just the Eagles but uh, the the NFL in its uh, as a whole. So be sure to go follow him. What's going on, buddy? Happy to have you uh, jump on here and give us some insight as to where the Eagles stand currently. Uh, thanks, Victor. Happy to be on. And you guys were talking about how you're kind of excited but nervous about the draft. Definitely I, anxious. I, Definitely. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> wait for the draft to start. I'm one of those people, but maybe that's because I'm covering the league every day. And I'm getting tired of hearing about Mac Jones at three, Justin Fields fall, and you hear about these quarterbacks all the time. It's like, you know what? All these guys are good. Just get me to the draft and see who they pick. Like, the 49ers should take Justin Fields. I think Mac Jones is going to go in the top 10. Uh, I, I think in Philadelphia, though, the excitement went down when the Eagles traded back from 6 to 12. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think it was a bad trade at all, actually. But at the same time, you're looking at, well, you went from potentially getting Jamar Chase to maybe Devonta Smith, maybe, maybe Jalen Waddell, or, you know, heaven forbid you draft an offensive lineman or a defensive tackle. Yeah, I think that's where, uh, that, like you said, when the when the trade back, all of our anticipation kind of died down. I remember my initial reaction to the trade back, and it wasn't kind. Um, but now we kind of sit back and and reassess the situation and try and figure out what the Eagles are going to do. Uh, I think as all, all three of us as content creators, um, we're just ready for the draft to come and go because then we can actually, you know, um, have have more to write about. I'm mocked out. I'm sure we're all mocked out by this point. <laughs> you know, and it's just you know we're scraping the bottom of the barrel as far as like what can we write about and what you know what. what where is the team going in a direction because it's so much to make of Jalen Hurts is he the guy is he not and and you know and people I see fans are like already starting to come to the same situation as what they were saying about Carson like he's going to demand a trade soon they're not lining they're not setting him up for success and they're not showing faith in Jalen Hurts especially in this past press conference um, before we do get into into the into the draft stuff real quick since, since I'm on the topic um, I know Steven has his thoughts about Sirianni as well but Jeff uh, I'm not sure I've talked to you about the coaching in general as a whole as of late, um, but uh, your your initial takeaways from Sirianni thus far, obviously you see the energy is there, um, probably not the greatest public speaker. I personally don't care about that. Um, I feel like fans should be more focused on how he commands a locker room rather than how he speaks in front of an audience, but that's neither here or there. Uh, how do you feel about Sirianni and his ability to lead this team uh, You know, moving forward, especially in 2021? I think this is kind of a culture shock for the Eagles. You know, they have a guy who's really excited about football, seems to be really passionate. And look, the whole rock, paper, scissors thing, it's something different. Yeah, it's yes. getting dragged and thrown around a lot. So <laughs> I honestly don't mind it. Like I've been wanting I don't mind Nick. it either. What's the, what's yeah. the problem here? <laughs> I, I would want to beat Nick Sariani in rock, paper, scissors. It, it does show your competitiveness. Like, if you can't get fired up for that how are you going to get fired up on the football field that that means you're just in for the paycheck and i you know it's um it's unfortunate that some players are like that but look they're, they're just here to get a couple dollars and go home i mean it, the way jj ortega whiteside's been playing it looks like it, that's what he's trying to do right now so I, again and I, I just like the guy's passion his enthusiasm his energy i think he's going to show that when he's we actually get to see a mini camp. Hopefully, we get to go to something. You know, the the mandatory mini camp in June, if they have that. I I don't know what the Eagles are planning to do at this rate. Uh, training camp, I think we'll get the a better glimpse of Nick Sirianni and what he actually brings to the table. But honestly, guys, we're not gonna know anything till September, and that's when we'll honestly get to judge this guy. 
Yeah, and that's and that's my whole thing, especially with his comments regarding Jalen Hurts. Everybody was like, "Oh, he didn't commit. Oh my God, it's over." Like, of course he's not going to commit. He hasn't seen enough from him yet, personally, through his own eyes. And Jalen Hurts wants to earn the job himself anyway. So for everybody to be all up in arms because he didn't quote unquote commit to Jalen Hurts um, without even seeing what he can do on the field yet, I don't think it's that big a deal. Uh, Steven, you're you're you know I, we I think me and you are in the same camp as far as uh, how Sirianni has been thus far. Um, you know his energy as a whole. He He's a lot, but I, I'm and I'm encouraged and excited for what he's able to do for these players. It sounds like he has a real big thing of using their players to their strengths. So maybe we'll get to see something from Jay Jaw. Maybe he'll use Jalen Rager in the scheme that he's supposed to be in. Um, where did you have any cause for worry? Because I know you're on the fence of of the emotional side of things. Um, was there any cause for worry for him not committing to Jalen Hurts? Or do you think that you know Sirianni just has to wait and see what's going on in training camp? Oh, it's or do you I'm think so, we're taking a quarterback? Do you think it's over? Like, <laughs> no, dude, I'm just so over this whole like people always getting upset about you know them not committing to so and so. Like, look, we have like Jalen Hurts played four games last year. He's unproven. Nick Sirianni, he's a first time head coach. He's unproven. So I don't know how you can honestly just come out here and just make conclusions about these guys. Like, the only thing you can judge right now is what's being said in these press conferences and stuff. You can't. Like, people are out here saying, like, oh, man, just because he brought up the rock, paper, scissors thing or he's got all this energy, we're going to be a bad football team. I don't know. I'm not saying we're going to be, you know, some contender coming out of the NFC. But at the same time, like, how can you just sit here and make conclusions based on all these things? We have a bunch of unproven guys. And I am, I'm personally excited for that because it felt like, um, and we, we all know how we feel here on the Philly pod about Carson Wentz, but... It felt like um, ever since he got the contract, ever since this team won that Super Bowl, it kind of felt like they felt entitled, like, hey, we can just show up, do whatever we want. I'm excited personally for the fact that we have a bunch of young um, guys who haven't really proven themselves. <laughs> you like the underdog. Make- you want to be hunted. You Or you like to be the hunters, as you say, right? <laughs> so. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> you want well, to be you the have guy. to send the message, too, that – Look, Absolutely. we're not just going to hand you guys a job here. And, you know, yeah, Jalen Hurts yeah that, that was my whole thing. Jalen Hurts wants to earn it anyway. That's the way his demeanor is. So, you know, I don't think he's just going to say, yep, Jalen's the starter and that's it. And then how? who knows how Flacco will respond to that. So, well, And I think the whole <laughs> situation with Carson, like, and I, I'm sitting here now thinking about it. I don't know how I sat up here and defended the guy. Like, dude it's at the end of the day it's a job like i get it's football and everything like that but you got to go out there and prove yourself you know what i mean like there's so many people who you know they could walk into the office the next day i mean you, you never know and lose their jobs so like why should it be treated anything different just because you got paid all this money dude you you know what i mean you tore your acl you your play just went down ever since that point like I, i'm tired of the whole entitlement thing i'm tired the of that stuff mentality. i heard on Wentz, it was like a how dare you draft this guy and actually challenge my kingdom and isn't that how we all yeah. felt though when he got drafted like how dare they like- <laughs> oh yeah he, he kind of bought into his own fan hype and look he's not getting that in indianapolis who's going to compete with him there jacob eason no yeah 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 so yeah so that's probably why it's, it's a good thing for sirianni to implement that kind of you got to go out and grab it mentality rather than this is your spot and you know it's your job to lose and all that stuff i think he wants to set the precedent that everybody here has an equal uh equal opportunity here to be a starter on this team and let's let's see you give it your best and as we all know Jalen Hurts is a competitor so you know we all expect him to come out on top of that but Joe Flacco has also made it known that he's uh here to compete as well so we'll 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 get into that um but Jeff uh, (laughs) as we inch towards the draft now six days away 
And it's sounding like, um, you know, obviously when they trade it back, that takes you out of the running for the Jamar Chases and the Kyle Pitts and possibly Patrick Sertan. And who knows where Jamal Waddle is going to fall. Uh, but it looks like, you know, out of probably nine out of ten box you read these days, they have the Eagles taking Devontae Smith. Um, and J.C. Horn, uh, in my opinion, the most athletically gifted corner in this draft class, uh, he might be there as well. So if you weigh the two options, you know, I doubt they're – well, I know for a fact they're not even entertaining Michael Parsons. So, I, you know, we're not even going to get into that, especially when they sign Eric Wilson. Linebacker surely not going to be that pick anymore. Uh, but if you if you were to take the two, uh, you have uh, you have uh, J.C. Horn. Uh, keep in mind, we only have Darius Slay on this roster. That's probably the only corner that can really line up if the, if the season was to start today. Uh, you have J.C. Horn, who ran a 4-3-9, very athletic. Uh, and then you have uh, Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner. As Steven will always tell you, <laughs> Heisman Trophy winner and uh, Alabama receiver. Weighs 166 pounds, uh, but Deshaun Jackson weighed around then when he got drafted. He was also five inches shorter, though, so take that for what you will. Um, if you were a betting man, Jeff, who, who's the guy you go with? Is it Devontae Smith, or do you get that CB2 and J.C. Horn and roll with the receivers that you drafted last year? He's about to smile right now because I'm Devontae Smith. <laughs> he can't wait for this. Yeah. <laughs> you could not wait for me. Say, and you heard, you heard how I tried to play up J.C. Horn during all this. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with J.C. Horn. I'm just saying, but if you have a chance to draft Marvin Harrison, you do it, right? Marvin Harrison, bro. Okay. I I, that's who I'm okay. comparing him to. Okay. I don't like doing that, but he does remind me Marvin of Marvin Harrison. Marvin The way he runs routes, that's what I'm going Oh, man, man. <laughs> He's something. I, I'll tell you what. I've never seen the guy run routes as efficient as Devonta Smith does, and yet does the weight conserve me a bit? Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan. I'm just saying, as far as as far as what the Eagles need right now, they I think they need that corner more than they need that playmaking receiver. Best well, I'm not against available. that either. Best play. Yeah, I mean the Eagles. Yeah, BPA. I get it. I both get it. are needs. So you they definitely the both player. are needs, but which one's the more pressing need? I'll say this: you go best player available. What if Darius Lee gets hurt? Then what are you doing at corner? You're really in shambles. Then <laughs> isn't it lucky though for us that? The Eagles need a wide receiver and a cornerback, and this is the one draft where those are the two positions that are the deepest. And keep in mind, and I tried to argue with this with, with Stephen prior to the show, is that the drop off from from the top tier corner, the the drop off between the, the first, I do, I agree with it, is because the the first round corners and the second round corners, I believe there's a steep steep drop off as far as receivers. I feel like the the top tier receivers and the second round receivers, the Terrace Marshalls, the Kadarius Tonys, and those guys, I feel like that they're still talented enough to. To even be in the first round if it came down to that. I'm not so sure about the corners in round two, the Asante Samuels and Greg Newsom's, even though I'm seeing Greg Newsom sneak his way up into the into the first round. I just feel like grabbing that corner in the first round, especially a guy like J.C. Horn, is something the Eagles uh, would need to do before they go and grab a receiver in the first round for the second year in a row. Now, I had seven wide receivers taken in the first round of the draft, but I will say seven. Yeah, I had seven, but I will say this. You Wait, question, question, question. Do three of them go before the number 12 pick? That's only happened once since 2005. Do you think this is the year that happens? Okay, ready? The num- the third wide receiver taken was mm. to the Eagles, so at number 12. Mm. So, so you so you think that at least one of Waddle or Smith will be there when the Eagles pick? Yeah, I, I had them taking uh, Waddle, I believe. Okay. I, 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 I'm trying to remember if it, was Smith, if it was Smith or Waddle, but I think I had Smith. When was the last time that happened? It was Corey Davis, John Ross, and Mike Williams. I think that was yep. the last time, right? And that, they, that was, was taking top time. 10. Sheesh. Yeah, it's – wide receivers don't go as early as you think. Like, Jamar Chase, yeah. he probably will fall to the – Well, who went first last year? Was it Ruggs? Ruggs went first last year, right? Ruggs went first last yeah, year. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why we were yeah. so upset because Justin Jefferson fell to them. No, we were upset because CeeDee Lamb fell. CeeDee Lamb fell, and that's why we were upset. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, I mean, look at the wide receivers in this class. Like, 
uh, Deami Brown from North Carolina. He will probably go in the late second, third round. Yeah, he's and nice. he's probably a high second round talent. So, mm-hmm. I, look, it's a really deep wide receiver class. And I agree with you, Vic. At cornerback, it's just not the same. And right. So Thank maybe you. that's why you go at 12. I mean, if Patrick Sertan's there at 12, you run to the podium and draft him. You got a number one corner and you got Darius Slay for, number, for two more years. I'm mm-hmm. all for that. Go ahead, Stephen. Plead your case. I know you. I know you're biting at the, the <laughs> biting at the nip to get it. I I don't disagree with what was said. I you shouldn't. The, they were a good point. See, when <laughs> when you trade back to pick twelve, and obviously at the time you and me were both upset about it, but when you get a you know when you get a first round pick out of that, that's pretty impressive. You'll take that package every day of the week. You know, if you're thinking logically, not emotionally, like we were at the time. Um, so, you know, we're basically banking on, you know, a corner or receiver, maybe both, where you have to make a decision being available there. I mean, you can't rule out maybe trading up. I don't know who is on the top of the Eagles big board. Like, I don't know where each player ranks. Um, I personally think it's clear Patrick Sertain and J.C. Horn are, you know, the top cream of the crop corners in this draft class. I'm personally a lot higher on Sertain than I am on J.C. Horn just because of his experience at Alabama and the, more of the mental side of the game, right? Like the IQ and stuff like that. Now, like you said, Vic, J.C. Horn, I mean, we, we saw what he did at the Combine and stuff like that. But I just think if it's a situation where it's like, I mean, you tweeted it earlier, if there's a chance you can decide between J.C. Horn or Devontae Smith, um, I wouldn't be mad with either, but I just think... Devon, let's not forget, man, what Devontae Smith did. The production's all there. I, I understand the weight concerns. I'm concerned about it too, but he's got the height, the route running, and keep in mind, he's one of four receivers to ever win the Heisman Award. I knew he, it. He's no I was joke, waiting for no it. I was waiting for it. Now, Jeff, my argument to Steven was that how many Heisman winners have translated to the NFL? Like, Heisman winners isn't the reason why, oh, we need to draft this guy. Well, Larry Fitzgerald should have won the Heisman the year that uh, Carson Palmer won it. So let's just get that out of the way. I just it's, feel it's like a, I mean I would not be upset with Devontae Heisman Smith. Like, you gotta not, go by the yeah, but that that position. sounds like that was your main argument. You're like, you do want a Heisman, you gotta take him. Like, no, that's not. That's I, not. I'll tell you why I would take Devontae Smith because I said it earlier, if you have a chance to draft Marvin Harrison, Marvin you gotta Harrison. do it. Now that's 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 something. You're, yeah. you're just gonna get on me about this the whole time. If he yeah. if he has any sort of career like Marvin Harrison does, I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, if they draft a receiver, they do draft whether Waddle or Devontae Smith, it will be the first time they've drafted an Alabama player since 2001. And you guys know Jeff, who that was? Yeah, Freddie Mylins, right? Yeah, wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, how about it? I was eight, and it was a receiver. How about it? How about he it? He was not good, I will say that. Yeah, Jeff, do you remember his career? I don't know. How, you're not much older uh, than it, us. It, but. It, it's it's not good. Um, I, I'll say that. <laughs> um, so, Andy Reid hit on a lot of picks in those early years. Uh, yeah, he was not one of them. It was the fifth rounder, though. What are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, you know what? In training camp, I, I remember going to Lehigh. And everybody's like, oh, man, he's from Alabama. He's really good. And, you know, my 13-year-old self's like, Alabama sucks. Like, th- this guy wasn't that good in the SEC. And I remember him dropping passes and stuff. Uh, Billy McMullen used to outplay him. Billy and, McMullen? Bro? Oh, Billy my McMullen? God. Yeah, never, yeah, Sean, I didn't Sean think Moore I'd have to hear got, that name again. <laughs> Sean Morey got a job over both of them because oh, he was a really good special teamer. But, yeah, it's they just don't draft Alabama players. Uh, you, know, you guys know since Nick Saban has been – the head coach of Alabama. The Eagles are the only team in the NFL not to draft any Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what's up with these like, guys. You, you guys want to know who's second? Who? Who is this? The Cowboys. 
Okay. They, they only drafted two saving players. No wonder why the Cowboys can't win anything. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's, that's a whole lot of reasons why they why they can't win anything. Well, may, maybe this will be the first year that the Eagles uh, do take that player from Alabama. And if it's not a receiver, it could be a defensive tackle, which apparently is a thing these days with uh, Christian Barmore. Apparently, the Eagles are looking heavily into this man with the one position on this team that we actually have solidified for the most part. And the Eagles might just invest that first-round asset into another defensive tackle that will most likely come off the bench but what are you gonna do jeff though i couldn't can't even tell you that i know a whole lot about this guy because i refuse to even entertain defensive ends and tackles in the first round but is there anything about this guy that weren't spending a number 12 pick on so i'm gonna say this this defensive tackle draft sucks but he is probably <laughs> the only good player in this oh draft. that does it man. it justifies it oh, okay yeah so like if you're gonna pick a defensive tackle in this draft this is the guy you pick so I it's mean, not necessity. This is luxury all over again. That's, I, oh. so, you know how crazy it is with Christian Barmore. Like I know a lot of people never heard of. Him. You guys know he played high school football in PA. I don't right? know anything about the guy. I just <laughs> saw his name and said, "Who the?" F- <laughs> yeah, no, I did. He almost said it. Say <laughs> <laughs> so, who the hell is this guy? So he played three four. Um, I'd rather take Christian Darisol before I take Christian Barmore. Yeah. Hey, you know what? There's nothing wrong with Christian Darisol either. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he can play guard and tackle, so I'll give you that. But give me Rashawn Slater if it's going to be offensive guy. Yeah, you know what? He can play guard and tackle too. Yeah, actually. I'll definitely take. I'll definitely take. No, uh, he's good. It's just not the pretty. Steven will be a shambles if we take Slater. He's gonna cap on the pod, but he would literally be crying if we took Rashawn Slater. <laughs> oh. So here's the thing with um, God, yeah, I got Darius on the brain uh, with Barmore. So in 2019, he barely played. Like he was because Alabama's so deep at. at Pretty much every. He would barely play here too, so get yourself. Yeah, yeah, he, he was a really good <laughs> rotational tackle. But if you if you draft him, like I don't even know if he can really play end. So he's um, not gonna. He's gonna be a. This man's gonna be the Josh Sweat of the defensive tackles, man. He, he pretty much is. Yeah, you're gonna develop him. And look, like his hands are really raw. He can get to the well, quarterback. No. So if you're valuing the pass rush, how's his motor though? How's his motor though? You know what? High motor. I don't think it's just a Jim Schwartz type of thing either. Like, (laughs) it's weird because he played defensive end under Saban, but he can line up inside in a 4-3. Now, we don't really know what Gann's going to do. We're assuming it's going to be a 4-3 here, but it seems like they can rotate him in and out. I I feel like they're going to have a role for him if they play. I just wouldn't draft him at number 12. You trade down to draft him at like 17, 18. I could see the Raiders trading up Mm. and getting one of those linemen, and then you, you you. get more picks and trade to Barmore, fine. But I, I don't think they should trade down again. I, I honestly think if the Eagles are going to do anything, they're going to trade up. Yeah, so that was that was about to be my next question. So if, if the Eagles do move at all, now say they do move up to nine or eight or whatever the case is, uh, Howie would semi look you know pretty good for that because you move back into the top ten, you basically got a first-round pick next year for free in that sense. Um, so you were able to finesse that. How likely is it, Jeff, if you had to scale it, you know, put it on a scale of one to ten, how likely is it do you think that the Eagles move up? Do you think Chase and Pitts even fall enough for the Eagles to think about that? Or do you think they entertain, God forbid, like Justin Fields or something like that? How likely do you think? it is that the Eagles actually do trade up in the draft. Well, I'm going to go by the draft board here. If Kyle Pitts is at six, you're the Dolphins. You've got a serious Yeah, decision. I don't think he makes it past six. I, I, I don't think he does either. I actually don't think he makes it past the Falcons, if the Falcons stay up. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard a lot of buzz around around the Falcons. Yeah, from what I'm hearing, it's like Falcons and Denver are trying to make a move. I know a couple of the other national guys have are looking at that, but Denver really should trade up to four and go get that quarterback because they're going to have the last of the pickings, and there's no guarantee it'll be at nine. So I, I'm going to assume that the Dolphins are going to have a choice between Chase and Pitt. Like, the Bengals can screw up this whole draft and not take Benay Sewell like they should. But mm. it, 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 if they do take Benay Sewell, 
if you take, I think you move up no matter what, because you want to get, I, I shouldn't call them the sloppy seconds here, because that's not fair to Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, but Yikes. whoever the Dolphins don't draft, you trade up and you go get that that next player. You were getting that generational talent. Yeah, that, uh, that's that's the thing. I'm just, I just think myself, like, if he's able to get back into that top 10, and then and then you get that first round pick necessarily uh, essentially for free next season. Then you know not a lot of bad things you can say about Howie. And I'm the last one that's going to defend Howie. You know for for can a I lot of reasons. Hear a good Kyle Pitts story. Uh, so is it going to make me want Kyle Pitts? Or? <laughs> uh, no, it's actually a kind of weird story. So when the 49ers traded up the three, Kyle Pitts actually kind of thought he was going to get picked at three, like by them, and they have George Kittle. Oh, yeah, like, there's a lot of Mac Jones stuff with the 49ers. Like, yeah, they like him a lot. They like him yeah, a ton. Yeah. I'm going to say this. That's a smokescreen. Like, if they draft Mac Jones, I wouldn't be surprised, but I think that's a smokescreen. Yeah. Justin Fields is the perfect fit for them. Oh, you think? To the 49ers? Wow. Oh, oh yeah. I would love Justin Fields there. I, wow. I think Justin Fields is going to be an absolute stud if he goes. Speaking, speaking of the quarterbacks, I was looking at them odds earlier for, for the gambling guys out there. Um, and there's an interesting, like, futures uh, futures bet at FanDuel right now. So, basically, it's total QBs picked in round one. Um, the over-under is set at five and a half. The over is at plus 460. So, for the people out there, you, you bet 10, you win 46 bucks for that. Uh, and then the under is – so, it's basically over set over-under five and a half quarterbacks. Backs. Obviously, you look at Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones, all going, pop, you know, more more than likely in the in the in the first round, if not the top fifteen. And then that sixth quarterback is interesting. I don't know if Trask is going to sneak his way in there or Mills. I'm hearing a lot about him. Um, Jeff, do you think there's any any shot? I know we don't give out gambling advice here. We're not trying to, to, to say that, even though this is the gambler. But um, um, do you think there's uh, any any chance that a sixth quarterback can go in the first round? Do you think there's some value in, into that odds, or do you think? You know, I'll tell you what, Jordan Love got picked in the first round. Oh yeah, yeah, And I had to hear about it all year long. Like Jordan Love was picked, and he, Aaron Rodgers went and played MVP. Carson didn't do that. Like don't, don't, don't. That was like my <laughs> ultimate troll job. I know. I saw you tweet it like twelve times, dude. I was like, dude, you can't even compare that. <laughs> I know you can't compare it, but and this way I said, oh, Aaron Rodgers had no receivers. Oh, I'm like, he literally had Jordan Nelson for like nine years. <laughs> I, I will say this about Jordan Nelson. I never thought Jordan Nelson was that good. He what? Was he was definitely top five was, when he was, was in the league. He was the quarterback. He was, was definitely top five when he was, he was in the, the league. He was the quarterback. Oh, I'm my God. Devonta Adams is the best receiver Aaron Rodgers ever had in the rest of them. Yeah, he is. Jordan well, Nelson is top five. Yeah, well, Dante is top top two right now. He's not two. And he's not two. And he's not two. We can argue DeAndre Hopkins, but. He's he's up there. Jordy Nelson's definitely top five in his prime. Devontae Adams had one of like the best wide wide receiver seasons ever. Yeah, and, and yeah. keep in mind like Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins were really good last year. Stephon Diggs, yeah, he mm, yeah, you can argue Hopkins, Diggs, and and Devontae Adams, all three of those. I remember when people used to put OBJ in the top five, and you can't even consider him in there anymore. It's scary. Hey, Vic, the Browns won with Alex. Justin Jefferson. Hey, Justin Diggs. Jefferson, top five? No, no. Um, he's. I think he's top 10 after this year. Yeah, I guess so, man. I, I mean, look, look at what he did in year one. I mean, he can only get better, right? Jalen Rager, top 15? No. No. Uh, you know what? If, <laughs> if, if Jalen Rager actually gets on the field and does something. He will, man, man. He, I'm if, telling you, Michael Pittman Jr. I am, a, I am a big fan <laughs> of Jalen Rager. That's, that's, that's who he's going to be next year. I, I'm still a big fan of him. Like, I, I can't we all, we all should are, be, and we all should be, yeah. for anybody I mean, listening. Jalen Rager actually made plays last year. Unlike J.J. Ortega Whiteside, uh, he made that one play uh, in the Dolphins game. That yeah. that's it. Like, he had Rager, the punt return. He had that one catch in the Packers game. Uh, 
Uh, he had a big connection with Wentz, like week one. Uh, yeah, 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 he had that, and he I, did I, run on that on that. What was it? The Saints game. He ran for like forty yards. People were saying he was jogging, but whatever. But uh, I, I don't care. Yeah, at that point, they, uh, they, what were they? Three and eight and one. Or yeah, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I, I really didn't care what those guys. Oh, were speaking of speaking of Rager, um, I, this is this is another thing I wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, Kadarius Tony is a guy I really like in the second round. Steven's more of a Terrace Marshall guy because obviously we need that big body. Um, but Kadarius Tony is that jack of all trades guy. You can plug him in anywhere. Sirianni would probably have a field day with him. Uh, but do you take a guy like him when you have essentially Jalen Rager who does the same exact thing? Do you entertain having uh, two kind of guys who can run all over the place like that? Or do you kind of go for Terrace Marshall? If the Eagles do, in fact, go a different position in the first round. Well, it's really weird, too, because I when I look at Kadarius Tony, I think of him as more of a gadget guy. But at the same time, you have to look at the mismatches he provides in, in an mm-hmm. offense. And Look, if you have two Jalen Ragers, I'm not going to be against that. I mean, I'd rather have two Jalen Ragers and one Jalen Rager, and you could be able to... Look, he's going to be very versatile. I, I I, honestly think that takes a little bit of pressure off Jalen Rager. Maybe Jalen Rager doesn't have to be the punt returner anymore. You can line him up there. Um, what, what did I hear? I, I think it was... It might have been Brian Johnson that said this. Eagles quarterback coach. He actually had the best arm on the football team last year in terms of throwing. So... Think about that for a second. Like, they have Kyle Trask as their quarterback, and this guy's throwing, you know, bombs. So, again, like, I'm not against Kadarius Tony. I actually think in today's NFL, he is more equipped to succeed right away. I'm not against Terrence Marshall either, don't get me wrong, but I actually think Tony's going late in the first round. Wow. Oh, that'd be something. Well, especially now, uh, who Steven told me right before we did this, what was the what was the Chiefs trade? What, what picks do they own now? Oh, it was they a lot 50, of... They own 58. Oh, they're not. They don't have any first round picks. Yeah, well, no, they Baltimore trade their first round. Two oh, Baltimore. Picks. That's who you mentioned. Who is it? Baltimore. What picks do they have? Twenty-seven and thirty-one. Yeah, Kadarius Tony won't be there. They're taking. A he definitely won't be there in a second. Man. Yeah, he won't be there in a second. Baltimore round. needs to double dip it. Yeah, they the they literally right need two receivers. Honestly, yeah, they got they only got Hollywood Brown, so, who's definitely not WR one. Dang, I, yeah, well, Terrace yeah, Marshall's yeah. a Raven at this point. Dang. And unless you talk to <laughs> unless you talk to Eric DaCosta, who's insulted by us insulting your wide receivers, I'm like, you have nothing for your MVP quarterback. Nothing. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's 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 a lot. Yeah. So so more of the story. It's Devontae Smith or Bust in this draft. Is that that's where we're at here? Yeah. <laughs> what about Rashad Bateman? Do you guys like him? Uh, uh, <laughs> I like him if you trade back. I'm not liking him. Oh, at okay. 12. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't get him at twelve. No. Yeah. I I like huh. Because I, I remember for, for like a week there, because y- y'all know Eagles Twitter, they find someone new to gush over, you know, by the week. Uh, but it, I, I saw Rashad Bateman s- sneaking up into Waddle Smith territory. I was like, oh, I don't, oh, I don't, I don't know about all that yeah. now. Yeah, that's a little too much there. Yeah, right? that's, I'm that's... ready to be Miles Sanders' agent after he retweeted my stat yesterday. Oh, yeah, Miles Sanders. Yeah. How we feel about Miles heading into next season? I'm, he, <laughs> he, he, he's a top five. I think he's a top ten running back. But I think he is, too, if they actually give him the ball. And I think they will. They will. Do that. They will. They yeah. will. Miles Sanders is a stud, and I'll tell you what, he's going to have a big year next year, and then he's going to want a big contract, which is why, again, Travis Etienne visited the Eagles, so I'm really curious to see if they do a two-running-back system there. I like Boston Scott. Well, they have Jordan Howard. They have Jordan Howard. Yeah, There's your two-running-back system. What more you need? Jordan Howard's not even guaranteed money right now. <laughs> yes, he's not guaranteed a roster spot either. So. No. So. He barely made the team last year, and oh, they brought him back. Oh, my God, yes. He has the greatest stat line ever, though. 18 carries, 14 yards, and four touchdowns. Hey, that's oh, fine. That's man. fine. That's Fantasy crazy. owners loved it. They didn't care. <laughs> hey, I won two weeks because of that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, man. As, so now that we 
we inch our way over to the free agency uh, signings that the Eagles did make. Um, the four of note, obviously, are uh, Anthony Harris, very good safety, Eric Wilson, Jordan Howard, as we just mentioned, and Joe Flacco. So I uh, haven't heard much of, uh, of, of Jeff's thoughts as far as the signings that the Eagles did make after they restructured everybody and finally got under the cap. <laughs> um, you have Eric Wilson here who did play with the Vikings. Um, he had 122 tackles. A, it looks like eight tackles for a loss, and I believe it was three interceptions, and he was able to play with Nick Rollis, who apparently is the Eagles linebacker coach of this season. So uh, I know that um, he had some missed tackle issues. Uh, Steven, I don't remember which side of the fence you're actually on with Eric Wilson. I think you, you actually like the signing. That some people are kind of like, eh, it's not as good as he thinks. Um, between the two of you, what is the consensus on, on Eric Wilson being that starting middle linebacker for the Eagles? Wait, People are really. I, I just can't believe. You remember Jack? Remember Jack was like, about. "Dude, he's a garbage. He misses every tackle." <laughs> Why? Because he watched a game on Christmas against Alvin Kamara, who uh, literally beat I, everybody. That Vikings <laughs> defense was terrible last year. I don't, I don't want to hear it. It wasn't Eric Wilson's fault. So Eric Wilson is a good. He's is a good signing, right? Uh, yes. He's going to be their starting Mike linebacker. Well, that's that doesn't mean he's a good linebacker. Nathan well, Gary was the starting linebacker. <laughs> well, he's better than Nate Gary. I can't believe Nate Gary got picked up. Yo. Yeah, You're me neither. But he's like their fifth line. He's like their fifth linebacker. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, he's behind a bunch of all pros. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He got Fred Warner and all those guys in front of him. So it don't it, it don't really matter. So yeah, you have another guy who had 120 tackles last season. Um, pair that with uh with Alex Singleton who had 100 plus tackles of his own. Maybe they have something to speak of. That's a solid linebacker. linebacking core. It's right it's there. not bad. It's not It'd be bad. Nice if, if you can get something out of Davian Taylor and T.J. Edwards rounds in the form, you got something. It'd be mm-hmm. nice if they could draft a certain linebacker from Penn State. We they're, not, know. they're not going to draft. They're not. For more reasons than one. For more reasons than one. More reasons than one. I want to set up a camera because if the Eagles get Micah Parsons, I'm going to be screaming from my office. Yeah, some people will be crying. And and most people will be crying. Most people will be crying. I will buy the next number 11 of the Eagles if Micah Parsons comes here. Oh, man. So, wait. So, so is there there, uh, substance behind these these stories of Micah Parsons? Uh, You know what? Penn State guy. You think think Jeff would know? I'll tell you what. You were there? You were there? I I, I do know some stuff about Michael Parsons. Uh, not I will reveal on here, but I'll tell you what. A lot of it's a smokescreen. Tell us off air. Tell us off air. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you guys off air. I'm not going to tell you on this. I'm not going to put myself on the record at Michael Parsons. But as a football player, as a football player, he's he's good. As a football player, everybody I've I think he's the best stand-up prospect in the last, like, seven years. Yeah, so. as a football player, this is – and I've heard this from other NFL players, too. He's probably going to be the best defensive player to come out of this draft. Okay. Which is insane. Better than Sertan, really? Wow. And better than Sertan. Like, he the, – the guy just has a high motor. Uh, again, oh, high motor. Can we high leave motor. this alone? Can we leave the motor alone? I don't care about the motor, bro. I Mike, <laughs> I will say, Michael Parsons can cover. He can sack the quarterback. Oh. He, can free, he goes from sideline to sideline. I'm telling oh you guys, you can God. put him anywhere. All while being six foot four. All while being six four. Yeah. Another draft – you said high um, motor, bro. Yeah, yeah, another, <laughs> no, it's not high motor, but you know the other draft term that we use on defense, don't you? Mm. Swiss Army knife. Sticks defense. Oh, never mind. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> oh, Sticks defense is gone. That's in Tennessee now. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, apparently. Yeah, that was a good retirement he had. That was nice. <laughs> oh, he was trying to retire to get away from that. I need to get the hell up out of here. All right, so moving on to the next sign. Anthony Harris uh, had his first six seasons with the Vikings. He played under Jonathan Gannon, led the league in interceptions in 2019 with six, and was also... 
one of PFF's top two safeties. I think this is probably the best signing of the Eagles uh, this year, you know, of the signings they could make. How do we feel about Anthony Harris locking up that other side of the safety? We'll have to see how Rodney McLeod comes back. We'll see if Kevon Wallace does anything. Obviously, you lose Jalen Mills to the Patriots. So I think this signing was definitely a necessity. That Jalen Mills going to the Patriots was a killer. Yeah, it stung a little bit. I he wanted and I told to him back. to pack his st- I told him to get up out of here like six times last year. So <laughs> take it from he, me. <laughs> he wanted to come back. I, I will say. Oh this. yeah. He, he wanted Damn. to come back, but the Patriots give they give you four years. You got to take yeah. it. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. what else you gonna do? I don't blame him. <laughs> he has job security over there. He doesn't have it here. So yeah, he does. Yeah, here he would have to compete for his job. Like I think that's why the Eagles. I only want to say they pivoted because I think they were after Anthony Harris from the get go. But I, I, I really love the signing. It's an upgrade that you know, well, And again, like you said, Vic, we'll see how Riley McCall does. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll, we'll see. He's coming off that. Uh, off that. Um, um, the uh, ACL tear. I couldn't think of it. He's coming now, off that. I am going to say this, and this is where I'll defend you with the cornerback thing. Jonathan Gannon knows his secondary personnel. Mm-hmm. They're actually going to have a decent secondary for once. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like the sticks defense or they can't develop cornerbacks or, you know, the, this or that, you know, the core younglings and Tim Houks of the world where it seems like every prospect that comes in here we think is good or they have a good rookie year. Uh, look at Avante Max and Russell Douglas, for example, and all of a sudden they fall off the face of the earth. Like, I actually feel like if they would draft the pastor or Santa or JT or JC Horn, they'll actually get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's end with that. Mm. My, thing, my whole thing is with the corners is that if Darius Lake gets hurt, like, I, I, like we're getting sliced up. If we know. Avante, Maddox, up Avante anyway. Maddox allowed like 108.3 passer rating last year. Uh, now we have Craig James and Kavon Seymour and whoever else is on this roster. It's, it's yeah, you need that corner, man. Uh, we, we have a crowded re- receiver room as it is. Like, not saying, you know, any of them are, are alpha receivers because they're not. But you, you know have a lot more potential thing, there than you do in the cornerback room. My favorite thing in training camp this year is going to be, like, when everybody tweets about, oh, look at what Devonta Smith did against the Eagles cornerbacks. And I'm going to be like, yeah, too bad the Eagles cornerbacks aren't any good. Yeah, no, none, none, none of them are. Uh, Steven, I can't remember. Did you do a breakdown on, on Anthony Harris or he wasn't those? players or was it eric wilson you did it on? did the eric wilson but i have the same viewpoint on both guys i just don't understand where the complaining is coming from like you have to realize like the eagles went into this offseason with one of the worst cap situations and we come out with two guys who at the very least right like at the very least both guys know like the system that jonathan gannon's gonna run you know on the defensive side of the ball it's gonna be similar to what they were doing in minnesota so like at the very least you know these can be filler guys for now and hopefully you draft you know some younger guys with more potential and you have these guys who can at least teach them the system you know but these guys were productive you know in their previous spots so i really don't understand where the uh complaining is coming from and for those twitter and everybody complains it's an emotional time i get it not much else to talk about but you gotta you gotta you gotta get by and get by how you can for all those that don't think a corner is necessary in the cowboys game last year michael jaquette remember that name remember we thought he was good for a week this man was thrown at nine times he allowed seven catches for 182 yards his so, agent so, shoot me <laughs> up last year kevon like, seymour's agent now. yelled at me i don't think i told any of y'all that kevon seymour's agent he dm me like dude because I, I didn't say nothing disrespectful but i was just like who the hell is kevon seymour and he was what like was hey man that? he was like hey man i'd be happy to uh 
uh, you know, uh, connect you with him if you want to learn more about him. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, I'll say this. I, I've had a lot and then of I said, yeah, he didn't say anything after that. And I was like, what was the point of yelling at me? <laughs> I, I've had a lot of good experiences with agents, but man, if you get some of these, like, I, I don't even want to call them bad players, uh, fringe NFL players, and you tweet about them, their agents come after you. Like, the, like their agent, like, tweet a pick at me. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? Like, you're supposed to be a professional. Speaking of uh, agents, I, I, t- I spoke to uh, Will Park's agent last year. That was an experience. Oh, really? That was an experience. Is did Will Park sign anywhere yet? I haven't heard. Uh, is he still with Denver? Is he? Uh well, he was a free agent. I, 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 I last I heard, Denver hasn't brought him back. Uh, well, maybe you know how after the draft, the second wave. Yeah, comes yeah, he'll, he'll probably get signed. Or something. He'll, he'll go somewhere. So now we, well, we gave our slim thoughts on Jordan Howard. I think it's good. I think if he can, if he has tread left on the tires, and they plug him into the same role oh he was God. in in 2018, dude, that's a good one-two punch. We need I, a running I, back two stuff. Oh, we're gonna do his RB two stuff. We're gonna do his RB two stuff. Yeah, he's he, definitely he gonna make the so roster. Who's who else is here? Who else is here? Adrian Killens. Adrian Killens. Yeah, let me tell you. Adrian Killen, I forgot he was still on the roster. They brought, they re-signed him. He wasn't, and they re-signed him for two years. They see something in him. Well, yeah. And Boston you know Scott, what? they gave the tender to Boston Scott, so that's great. Well, he was in the RFA. They had to give the. They did. They didn't have to do anything. But they couldn't pay their punter. They, they didn't pay have the to best do punter the best punter in football. Had. The guy, the best player on our team last year, they couldn't pay. I can't. They do couldn't pay and yes, him. it was now a punter. And yes, the best player was the punter, and they couldn't even bring him back. I can't. Yo. <laughs> I can't do this. And now we have the quarterback controversy. Good old Joe Flacco, elite Joe Flacco, who went 0-4 as a starter last year. I understand it was the Jets, and he played good in those stints. But the man went 0-4, 55% completion. Is it really a controversy, though? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Philadelphia. The backup uh, quarterback's always uh, the I mean, hey, I mean, hey, if, and we know his history. He gave Lamar the cold shoulder on the way out. He wasn't the greatest mentor to Drew Locke. And now here we are with Jalen Hurts. And, 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 and who do we have? Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. So, Jeff, tell me about Joe Flacco, his role in Philadelphia, and if if he has the potential to start this year. Well, he ain't going to be a veteran mentor. He's going to be the backup. I, I actually, <laughs> he I, ain't going to be a mentor, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say this. There is one thing I like about the Joe Flacco sign. He will make Jalen Hurts earn that job. I will say Yeah, that. I think that's why I like it. To, uh, I don't even want to say I like it. I think that's why the signing is okay. I'll say yeah, that. that's why I'm not against it. Like you could have worse backup quarterback, but like people are complaining about what they're paying them. I'm like, guys, this oh, is that was that. That was it's what that these was, guys are yeah, worth. Like yeah. it, this actually mm-hmm. isn't a bad contract. Like, it's not bad, dude. It's 1.5 against the cap. Like relax. Yeah. Do you want to pay well, Tyrod Taylor like 12 million? Deal. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Ty- Tyrod Taylor got 12 million from Houston. Like yeah. he's not worth that. The, no I think people people wanted show. people wanted a quarterback that had a similar skill set that could kind of teach Jalen some things, and then you bring in Joe Flacco, and you're like, oh, well, well, whatever. We could teach it. you how to be a pocket passer, maybe. I guess. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I don't even think Jalen hurts his pocket passing is that terrible. Uh, it's not. It's not. His arm isn't as bad as, as people think it is. He just he just has to fine tune some things. He just needs Again, the experience. That's all. This is the one thing I defended Wenzel on last year, and I'll defend Hurts on this. They oh. were both running for their lives. They both were. Yeah. Yeah. The only yeah, difference is one could run and the other couldn't. The only reason, and I remember, I remember after the one game, and it was like Hurts wasn't sacked all game. I'm like, yeah, well, he could run. Dude. Yeah, he also <laughs> ran for 100 yards. He ran yep. for 100 yards. That's why he wasn't sacked at all day. Oh, but Carson couldn't do that. Maybe Carson four years oh, ago could have done man. that. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, the old line's blocked. All of a sudden, I'm like, no, they're not. Dude. <laughs> I, honestly, the Eagles O line really went to shambles once they lost. It's Jackson. not going to be bad. It's not going to be bad next year. No, it's it actually right. going to be good. That's why I'm kind of. I don't understand the drafting of the of an offensive lineman. Like Jordan Malata is going to get better. I don't think Andre Dillard's bad either. Like you have the future at tackle. 
Yeah, and then you got I know Brooks comes back healthy and Jason Kelsey's back for another year. I would indulge I would entertain a center in later rounds because Jason Kelsey is like a retirement waiting to happen. <laughs> I, I will and say then, this though. If you go after like an Elijah Vera Tucker or a Christian Darishaw, I'm not against this for oh, this reason only. Because oh. you're gonna move Sam all to center and you're gonna need a guard at some point. Mm, yep. yep. That, all right, that, so. That's the only way I'm for it. Not this year, but you have you're look, they're gonna have three first round picks next next year. This next year's gonna be the year Carson actually is Carson again. Uh, because it's because it's in the end. Chris Ballard said he's confident and he's allowed to be himself. Well, you they, well they should be. They should be confident, honestly. Well, he's back in the Midwest and he's happy now. Yeah. Oh, he is thrilled. We know. Yeah. I don't know if you guys. <laughs> he ain't, he ain't scared. He ain't scared to let us know either. He's scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, did, did you guys watch the the Colts thing yet? Oh, the Pat McAfee thing. Uh, no, it wasn't the Pat McAfee thing. The Colts had like a path to the draft like type series. Oh no, I haven't. And it was on Carson and like him going to. To Indianapolis, like that day, and he was like showing his daughter like everything, and it's like, Daddy's a cult now. And you know, his uh. wife saw it. I'm telling you, uh, something something happened there with his family. I remember when he said that it's more, uh, the Midwest is more, um, in line with my our values, daughter. and my family, and the wife is only two hours away from her family now, and everybody was bitching. And I was like, Dude, like, it, it's so weird. Like, I, I can't admit, like, I actually like, like Carson Wentz as a person, but it just seems like the guy, like, I don't even think he knows he's doing it, but he's, like, trying to turn a whole fan base against him. Uh, He's just trying. It's it's, and I said this on past pods, and not to make this a Carson. I I like how every episode we say we're done with Carson, and and then we don't do. Oh, you know, yeah, because I told you this is this is this is yeah yeah. So we'll let it go this time. As for the listeners, like we're not talking about Carson every day. Don't want y'all get upset, but (laughs) but this is the whole situation is when you break up and then you move on. Yeah, you knew this was coming. It's when you break up and you rebound. You're trying to prove that you have the better rebound, and you go on social media and you post the pictures of you and your new boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever the situation is. That is all that Carson. He's trying to be bitter. He's trying to show us up. And Jalen Hurts just doesn't care. They made Jalen Hurts switch his number. They said, you ain't going to be linked to him in any way. You get that jersey. I love how Carson took two in his reason for it. it, He said, my wife looks great in two. Or my wife says I look good in two. And I was like, okay. I felt bad for Gio, though. Like, all that criticism he got for that jersey. Yeah, I mean, as as a kid, you know. I thought that was really cool. Like, Carson actually picked him. For any fans that are still Carson fans, there's nothing wrong with it. There's literally nothing wrong with it. No, there's nothing wrong. I mean, Gio's got to try. I just want him to play play 75% of snaps. I do too. Or That's it. Or seventy and make the postseason. After that, don't yep. don't care. I don't care how many touchdowns. Well, I won't Yo, care. if he puts up the same <laughs> numbers Rivers does, it's actually a disappointment. He should be better than him. Yeah, I agree. Yes, yeah. I agree. And they have a hell of a running backs: Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines. Yikes. Naheem Hines and he Naheem Hines should be RB one. Well, not nah, well, Taylor's good, but if, ta- if Taylor if Taylor wasn't there, Naheem Hines is a surefire RB one. That's yeah. that I I found about Naheem Hines a couple weeks ago. I was like, wow, hold on a second. Like he has the most receptions for a running back after his first yeah. three years. And that Carson loves ride. his running backs. So yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I think I <laughs> I actually think Naheem Hines is gonna ball out next year. Oh yeah, he should. He should. And Michael Pittman. Yes, Michael Pittman, and also J. Jaw. We wouldn't give his number to Carson Wentz. He said, "Yeah, you out your goddamn mind." <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't give my number to him. Oh man, yeah, you can't just come in and be like, "I think, I think the way he said it, he said, yeah, so are you married to the 11? And <laughs> Pittman's like, "Kinda." And he was like, "Oh no, no worries." <laughs> I just love how I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I just love how Jalen Hurts had to switch to one, and he did though so nonchalantly too. I loved it. What did he wear for Bama? Um, he was two. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's. I don't know. It's. It's actually really funny. Like when he was at Bama. I liked him in the two. Honestly, well, the two was yeah, swaggy. The two was yeah, swaggy. Yeah. Bro. Well, two's my number, so I loved it. I might just buy a Hertz two jersey. The two is swaggy. I love just it. because it's two. Like you know, Cameron Johnson, best player leaves. You got to take Ugh. the best number available. One. Who's the punter now? Who's on the roster? 
You know what? They might draft one. They have 11 picks. <laughs> yeah, they might do it in the second round, honestly. <laughs> I, I, did you guys see the Twitter? Sarah Fuller's, not, Sarah Fuller's not in the draft, right? No. No. Did you, did, you, <laughs> did you guys see the Twitter question about the punter thing? Uh-uh. If you had a punter who was guaranteed to kick one to the one-yard line every time, like coffin corner, would you draft him on day two? Hell yeah. Yes, I would. Without a thought. Every, every time, Without a every thought. Kick. Yeah, yeah run to the podium. Kick. What kind I mean, of question is it? It's called field position. I would do that anytime. So the one, at least once per game, and you get to pick when it happens? Yeah. Yeah. Do that shit, in the, do do that shit in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, all Give right. Give me that coffin we're corner. Gonna, if we're on the, if we're, if we're on our, if we're on our own 20 yard line, yeah, yeah. Punt that bitch 80 yards. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay, oh, well, Johnson could have done that. He literally, oh, God. I see Marquette King um, auditioning. Maybe we'll get him. Marquette King. Uh, I'll tell you what, that guy can hit. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll, maybe we'll do. Pat McAfee, well, he's SmackDown announcer now, so this man works for WWE full time. So I'll tell you what, I listen to Pat McAfee's show every week. He's one of the most entertaining individuals I've ever. Watched. I, yeah, I got to listen to him just because of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers goes on there and says like the corniest stuff, and I love it. Like about him and the jersey numbers, he's like, man, I'm gonna start getting confused now. I'm gonna start thinking the receivers. I'm like, I try to watch him and like implement some of the things. Like I'm not as animated as him, obviously, but like I, I try to watch him implement some of the things he does. Dude's just entertaining. It's crazy. The guy is just a cerebral freak. Yeah, he is, especially when he was in uh, WWE. Go back and watch those matches. He was crazy. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, how's uh, Casey Canzaro doing WWE? She's right? good. She's still hanging around. She's uh, she's hanging around. Yeah. Well, she hasn't been released yet, so. <laughs> well, she's know. not like on TV a whole lot, but well, she's in I, NXT. I, I know she's done with American Ninja Warriors. Oh know? yeah, she's been done with that. She's married yeah, she, to uh, Ricochet, who's also in WWE. So. That whole American Ninja Warrior thing—they put so much pressure on her to like just be the greatest female ever, and I think it got to her. I remember she was in the Rumble, and she was uh, like—and this is now—we're very off Eagles topics at this point. But I remember she was in the Rumble, and she was literally like doing ninja stuff, like on the poles, did not get eliminated, and it was wild. So she's she's insane. Like she's the first female to ever finish the city finals course. It's, yeah, it was crazy when she did because she's like she's small. She's not exactly like. The most physical. Uh, well, she's physically fit, but you know. Yeah, not, watch, like, watch your words here. Watch your words here. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, I, I'll say this about Casey Canzaro. She, she is awesome. I will say that. All right, there you go. Yeah, good. Good recovery. Good recovery. Yeah. Well, her and Jesse Graff are like my two favorite like female athletes to watch. I, I love American Ninja Warriors. So. Oh man. And so, so, so the general consensus is Devontae Smith at twelve. This is this. That's where that's where this ends, huh? Yeah, I would go him at twelve. Steven? I mean, if he's there, yeah. If it's him and Horn there, would you trade yes. up for him? No, no. Like if he's like, well, well, who's it? Well, well, well you got to realize you got the Giants and the Cowboys ahead of us. That's kind of. What if Justin Fields somehow falls as well? Uh, that's that's where you start uh, to get crazy. That's where you start. Like if Justin Fields falls, oh my god, run to the podium and be like, Sorry, <laughs> no, Jaylen. no, 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 sorry, no. Jalen, you're doing that. You're doing that. If Justin Fields is at twelve, you do it. Yes. You oh my god, really Justin Fields. <laughs> Yo, no, I'm I'm talking to Jeff. I I'm not taking a quarterback in the first round, right. regardless of the scenario. But if you wow, run to twelve, I'm doing it. Guy. You're doing it for oh my, I can't. And then do what with Jalen Hurts? What, what? I have him fight for the job. Fight for him, Je- him, Joe Flacco, and Justin Fields. They're all gonna be on that the roster. Be I'll tell you what, I would love it. <laughs> yeah, you, as, as yeah, a, you as a writer, yeah, as a writer, oh, I would man. absolutely oh, love it. Oh no. I I loved writing about the Chiefs' offensive line last year, and then everybody's like, "So you got to win the Super Bowl?" And I'm like, "Well, I my gut says the Bucks, but my head says the." Oh Chiefs. wait, oh wait! Since, I should I should have went with my gut. This real quick before before we get out of here, and I have to ask because this, I think this is the first time I've had you even since the season ended. So I have to ask, and this is like we'll cut this out. It's not allowed. So, so oh, no. but oh, this man, 
all 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 the all the all the controversial Wentz tweets was this was this, this was this a CBS thing was this a Jeff thing was it a shtick what well, because it was it was it got bad it got bad it was not a shtick they don't tell me it got anything. bad it got bad man it got to the point where I was like dude like what like what's up with this guy like, <laughs> is that is that why I was unofficially kicked off the no show? that's not first of all you weren't unofficially kicked off anything it was it was it was it was a it was a it was a uh, it was a uh, sensitive time for Carson fans, and I was like, dude, this man's about to come on the show and rip Carson to shreds. <laughs> I wasn't gonna rip him. You shred, literally were like, this dude is the worst quarterback ever. I played a game in life. He was the worst <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> in the, he was the worst quarterback in football. In life, man, you would have thought the dude committed murder the way you were talking about. I need to find the tweets. I should. Yeah. Post them. <laughs> you can post them all you want. You can retweet them all. This man was like, and then it was like, and it would just it would just be me like eating breakfast one day, and then Jeff Kurtz would come and be like, Carson Wentz has the worst passer rating from week six to week twelve. I'd be like, dude, dude, what was the point of this? I just spit out facts, Vic. You know me. I was like, oh my god, man. This man, TBS told this man, just focus on Carson for four weeks. <laughs> I did a buy the numbers thing on how bad he was because I said I was going yeah, to what, what You know what was sad? This is how much people feed in the negativity. They actually click on that more than they click about how great I was saying that Josh Allen was last year. Yeah, because Josh Allen wasn't a controversial figure last year. <laughs> Uh, he was controversial. Carson Wentz like, was literally like the John Cena, like prime John Cena was like when it was like let's go Cena, Cena sucks. That's what Carson Wentz was last year. I, I, I'm gonna say this as someone who like covers the league, I've never seen a fan base like like NFL fans hate two guys more than Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. Josh Allen, people hate Josh Allen. People I can understand Baker Mayfield. Yeah. People hate Damn. Josh Allen. For what? Like, I like Josh Allen. He's never did anything. What's wrong? Because everybody wants to prove he's a bust, and he wasn't. No, I like Josh Allen. I'm a big like, Josh Bill, Allen guy. Bills fans absolutely loved how Josh Allen just tore up the league. Last yeah, okay, well, first of all, it wasn't all Josh Allen. You know, the team built a team no, around him. They no, put, they put, they put Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. All they got all these pieces. Well, well for that's him. the thing, and I wish the Eagles could. Do, well, again, you plug Carson into that system, do shit. The, the the Eagles tried to do that. They just didn't do it. See this. This is the thing, and this is the thing for Howie defenders. This is what gets on my nerves because this is why people are like, well, "Oh, yeah, people." And this is people are like, "Oh, well, Howie tried. He drafted receivers. They just didn't do anything with him. You drafted the wrong players. You drafted the wrong players." High, I mean, the jury's still out on High Tower and Quez Watkins and all these times, but all these other players you drafted from 2013 to now, not even. To- Carson era from 2013 to now, and this man had one Pro Bowl, one Pro Bowl, and it was Carson, and he's gone now. How do we justify this? How they only drafted two How? Pro Bowlers since 2012, and they're and what? And Fletcher Cox is one of them, right? Yeah, Fletcher Cox is one of them. Carson Wentz and Carson the other, and, oh, and, oh, and, oh, and the one's gone, and the oh, one's oh, gone. Oh, oh, Carson oh, Wentz, Carson Wentz left the franchise, ranked fourth in touchdowns, wins, and yards. One bad season, they saw. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, cool. I forgot. I forgot a major one here, and he would probably rip me to shreds if I don't say it. Lane Johnson. Yeah. Oh yeah, Lane Johnson. Yeah, don't forget. By the way, Lane Johnson's been on a roll this all season. I love that guy. I'm telling you, he just calls people out now. I is he still it. doing the? Uh, what is it? Pave the lane. The, the... He still. Yeah, he still does pave the lane. But I, I just thought it was funny. Like someone. Did he tell Gio? He was like, "Oh, Gio, point them to me, and I'll beat their ass." or Whatever he said. <laughs> he, he, he tore up a lot of like famous Eagles fans, and they were like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Lane." And Lane's like, "I don't got time mm, for this, course. man. I'm ripping all you to shreds. I, I love it." <laughs> Lane's motivated. He's fired up. Mm. Oh, and I have one more thing, and I just remembered this. I know Kyle Pitts is kind of out of the question, but even if he was, do you take a guy like that who, where, where coaching is a big factor in drafting a guy like Kyle Pitts, who's a guy who's literally plug and play? I've seen him compared to Darren Waller a lot. I'm seeing he's like a, he's like a, uh, what was I the comparison drama, I saw? Man. They said he was like Calvin Johnson and some of the else kind of hybrid. I forget what the other player was. Uh, but if he's getting all these comparisons, and I know coaching is a big deal with players like that because he doesn't play strictly one position, do the Eagles, you know, make, make that look 
luxury pick if there's a chance to move up for him or if he falls or whatever the scenario is. He's the second best player in the draft. In the draft behind who? Exactly. He's the best player. Behind Trevor Lawrence. He's the second best player in the draft. Oh, my God. I think he's the best talent in the draft. Oh, my God. uh, Steve, I agree with you. It's, (laughs) I mean, really, like, I think he's going to be the guy who's going to be, like, the the 10-time All-Pro if if there is such a thing. Like. By the way, what kind of question you, you, is that, Vic? No, I'm just saying because way, because a guy like that, you need coaching, and do you have faith in a new coaching staff to use him correctly? That's my thing. You guys know Kyle Pitts was a quarterback in high school, right? Yeah, I know he did a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's from he played at Wood. He, I covered him. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah like on him. Uh, I'm actually looking at Dane Dane Bugler's draft board from the Athletic. He has him number two. Mm. So there you go. Uh, yeah, Darren. Actually, Vic Darren Waller is like the comparison. But yeah, that's that's the that's the biggest comparison I've seen during. But Waller you can line him up in the slot. Like I, I would get him. I pair him with Goddard in a second. Damn. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's that good. It's I, I mean, if he fall, I, I'll tell you what. Dallas is gonna draft him if he falls to ten. Yeah. They're gonna draft him. <laughs> I mean, I, they don't need him, but they're gonna draft him. Like you draft a player like that. Oh, fair enough. Fair he's enough. that good. Like he, he's just a mismatch everywhere he goes. I, I think the only thing I worry about Kyle Pitts is he had a couple concussions. A couple. <laughs> it's like two. Yeah. Okay. Well, he he'll he'll, he'll be all right. Yeah. So that's that's why the whole trading back thing was still annoying between Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase. I was I was heavy heavy See, heavy on the Jamar Chase. What when 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 you were like going on your rants about that? I'm like, dude, I completely understand. I I do. I was thinking of the extra first round pick, but. At the same time, I'm like, I don't know why you would trade back from six, but I get it. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. So that will about uh, take us to the end of this show. We are happy to grab Jeff and bring him on. Uh, I know this man has the biggest busy schedule with the, with the draft wrapping up here. Uh, I always but, have time for you guys. Yeah, always, always. Even though apparently we're unofficially kicked off, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I it's had fun. to bust your chops on that. I knew oh, I wasn't. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah. All right. So, wait, wait, I got a question for Jeff. Oh, no. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh. So this I man waited until the very end. He said, nah, I got to get this one. <laughs> I almost forgot. Um, Word it. Fuck NBA. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah here we yeah, go. I forgot. I forgot here we go. <laughs> your honest your opinion, <laughs> who who comes out of the East and why? Please, my, please. Be, in, uh, my honest, in my honest opinion. Humble, humble, honest opinion. You know what? If the Nets are healthy. Oh, give me I'm ending the show. I'm ending the show. I'm I'm cutting this out. I'm cutting this out. Here here we go. If the Sixers are the one seed, they come out of the East. I will say that. Okay. Because the Nets are going to play the Bucs, and they're going to beat each other up, while the Sixers are going to play the Knicks or the Celtics or whatever trashy team is the four seed. They're going to be healthy. They're going to be – I will say this. The Sixers are better coached than the Nets, and they have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And I think Ben Simmons makes that much of a difference. You saw that last night in the Bucs game. You, you saw that. Like, he's not here. If Ben Simmons is in that game, the Sixers don't lose by... What they end up losing by? Seven? Uh, yeah, they came back in the end, but, you know, the yeah. Bucks were... The Bucks were... Garbage time. Yeah, they didn't care. <laughs> garbage yeah, time. You know, it, it, it's funny. Like, I, I actually thought, like, having Tobias and Seth come back would be enough to make that the game, but they need Ben Simmons in the worst way. Like, I, I do think the Sixers can come out of the East. If, but here's the thing. I don't think Brooklyn's ever going to be healthy. Like do you got like have they shown any reason that they're they're gonna be right now? Nope. It's I I don't, I don't think the three of them have played together. If, if the Sixers get the one seed, I think they go. I I think they go to the finals. That's Thank where you. I'm at. That is not where you're at. Don't lie. Yeah, <laughs> this is literally not where you're at. I see a couple of your tweets there. Steve. Yeah, don't don't cap don't cap on the pod now. This man this uh, man this man, all, this man was hung on the cross. Tweet. This man was oh, hung on the cross. Tweet, all, all our tweets right now. <laughs> I'm gonna go on a. Sh- 
I'm gonna go yeah, on, a, on, a, on a on a on a yeah. I'm gonna go on a war path and just retweet all of the all, all of the facts that y'all have capped here today. I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm digging in this and this is and this is as Jeff is going back and deleting all these tweets. <laughs> I, I don't delete anything. You know that. <laughs> this is back as so so Steven's no, capping like he's I'm not wrong. a Nets fan all of a sudden and Jeff hope, okay, Jeff is an avid supporter wrong. of Carson Wentz all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That's I'm fine. not an avid supporter of Carson Wentz. I'll say that. Yeah. It's, Steven Steven said, when the Nets win the finals, I don't want to hear shit from y'all Sixers fans. Uh, I'll tell you what, Steve. You can go to the Sixers-Nets Eastern Conference Finals with me and Vicky. You can wear your Nets jersey. Yeah. yeah. Get your KD jersey, man. Get your KD jersey. Yeah, get your KD jersey. I I tell Steven this every week. I'm saying, if it's Game 7 NBA Finals and Ben Swats swats KD's shit, he's going to be pissed. Why would I be pissed? Because you I'm want wrong. the yo. This man just wants the Nets to win to prove how no, good KD is. Wrong. You just I want to prove I'm how good KD is. That's all. If it's KD's a win-win healthy. scenario for me, honestly, because if I'm <laughs> wrong, my team wins the title. But if you're right, then KD's a goat. Are you that's doing that reverse arc. psychology? No, he you... no. He's just he's a KD fan. He thinks he thinks that 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 because we we get on him because KD. Was uh you know a snake or whatever for 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 getting all those stars over there and Stevens like oh LeBron did it and it's fine though like so well yeah LeBron uses KD as his cover up I'll no, say that no 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 LeBron didn't LeBron didn't run to the team that beat him he didn't run to the Celtics and uh, form a big four yeah. he ran to a team that where he knew he could win he didn't get Dwayne to come he didn't he didn't run to a team that was already no, established dude, and beat him and beat him that's not what happened that's what happened he went he issue. got some guys and said let's go to this team dude, and take Warriors- down and take down this powerhouse he didn't. Go and join the powerhouse and say, "Oh my Did god!" The Warriors win those championships though without KD. Does Steph have his main? The one, the one ring they want with KD, they don't win that one without him. Thank you. But well, that two in a row, uh, technically. But. Yeah, but the one, the one. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm gonna say this while, while we're still kind of talking a little bit of Sixers here. If the Sixers don't go to the NBA Finals, say they go to the East and lose, like what do you do this all season? If no, if they go to the ECF, I think it's still a success. If they if they go, okay, and yeah, if they yeah, and I, if they, I, I and think if it goes fair. and if it goes like six seven games, then yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think Ben, I think Ben and Joel are back next year. If they if oh, they oh, get yeah. if they get bounced round two, like oh, they got some decisions to make. Right. <laughs> so, I think they'll they'll switch up some of the core. I think Tobias will stay though. Uh, Danny Green can go. Oh yeah, well he's a free agent. Well he's free that's agent. what I'm saying. Don't bring him back. <laughs> they can sign uh Mike Scott back and bring bring back. The you know, if Mike Scott survives, I uh, no no. The fact that this dude survived two trade deadlines, bro, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I don't not, know how I'm he's not. still on the team. He, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. I hope Anthony Tolliver is signed to an extensive deal after the second ten day contract, <laughs> and it gets Mike Scott out of here. I feel like I could host like a six hour radio show on how much I despise the Mike I Scott could, hive. Oh the hive. Oh well that's, oh, a, wow. that's a, oh, oh oh. We got a gem here. Oh, gem. Hold on hold on. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. We'll, okay, cu- we'll, yeah, cut, this. we'll cut this. We'll cut this. We'll yeah, cut this. We'll cut this. I just don't like the hive. I don't. Like I mean, I sour on them now. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, good. I don't like fan groups of average players. Thank you. Dang, Dang this man. So this players. man was pissed about yeah. the Kavon Wallace fan group that formed last draft. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, who, me or oh. actually, no. Actually, actually, forget that because we know how we feel about people that stand Kavon Wallace. So never mind. I, I, you know what? I had no thoughts on Kavon Wallace. I or have him on their enough. or have him on their podcast and don't shut up about it. Oh God. All right, well, that wraps up this episode. <laughs> that, right. that, hey, I, I got to be nice here. My colleague interviewed Kevon Wallace, and I heard he was very nice. So. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cody had a great interview with him. It was a, it was a fun 20-minute interview. I enjoyed listening to it. You know what You know what bugs me about player interviews, though? The way that they, like, do them in their cars or, like, while they're eating. Like, dang, you can't. 
can't just sit down for 10 minutes. And their phone's <laughs> up vertically, right? Yeah, and their phone is like, you know, they, they don't have a laptop or anything. I'm like, dude. Okay. Yeah, I think Devon did his for in front of his computer. It was really cool. Yeah, some people are just like driving somewhere on the way to the store. Like, yeah, you know, I'm ready for the year. You know, I, just, I'm just getting ready. Mar- I'm like, all right. Nairi and Brandon Marshall last year's work out the gym. And he's like, nah, man, this is my office. This is House of Athlete. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, so how do you feel about next year? <laughs> I'm just a... <laughs> I asked Brandon Marshall if he was retired. He said, not officially, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What are you going to do? I love athletes that say that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not actually retired, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah the NFL kicked me out. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to do? Oh, that about, uh, we said we wrapped up once, but wait, wait, Ben Simmons' thoughts real quick. Oh, wait, Jeff already player, gave his. He already gave his. He already defensive gave his. player of the year. Yeah, but are you happy with them offensively? No. <laughs> Damn. Come on, man. Yeah, no, I'm not. He said, no, hell no. I'm not. Come on, man. I, I, I seriously think us three could shoot better than him at this point. What? No. Okay. I know we can, okay. but, but okay. he makes it look nope. like that. Cutting it. Cutting it. <laughs> I will say no, this. No, if I touch the ball as much as he does, I would get up more jump shots than he does. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say this. I'm you said, just said, you know what? Let me rephrase this. I will attempt more shots than he does. How yeah, about that? I, will, I will attempt more shots. I will be more confident. In Jeff, aren't you like 5'2", dude? What shots no, are you attempting? What shots are you attempting? <laughs> I take 20 shots a game. I bet you I can make about eight. No. In the NBA? Okay. Yeah. Not in the NBA. Oh, I'm going to say. I'm not Elliot Shore Parks here. I don't think I can hit a home run. Oh. Oh. Yeah, but keep in mind, these are wide open jump shots. They leave yeah, Ben yeah, Simmons yeah, wide yeah. open. I, I'm looking at if I have the space Ben Simmons does yes. and have the ability. Yes. Oh, so if you're in Ben, like you, if you were... Okay, I get it. I thought if you meant I like as presently. I thought you meant like Jeff Kerr as presently no, presented. No, 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 no. Everybody, <laughs> everybody on, turns it into that. Remember that, when Steve said, I "Yo, if I I do this shot in my backyard every day <laughs> or whatever you, you said." What, yeah. I played against Division One college basketball players. I didn't have a chance. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I consider myself a pretty decent basketball player. Steve said, "Well, I, I hit. The, I do that play in my driveway every day." <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you, it frustrates me when. Basically, they give Ben that wide open space to shoot a jumper, and he just doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and this comes from a Ben Simmons fan. I love the guy, but he's got to be better at shooting jump shots if the Sixers are going to win championships. Yeah, he's got to be better. I, if Joel Embiid can do it, he can do it. Yeah, he's got to be better. The MVP, what though. Imagine if he made that shot the other night. Oh, my God. I, I still can't believe it went in and I, out. Yeah, I can't, yo, if, I'm, I'm so sick of didn't going because I would have been. I was sick. I was sick to my stomach. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> but right, well, I, d- I made a nice little profit off that game. So. Oh, you be- oh, you're betting. Oh, no, okay. I ain't bet. I have season tickets. Oh, oh, I was about to say, join the club. I- join the join the movement. <laughs> Welcome to the moment. Oh man! So for the third time now, we will. To any other thoughts, Stephen, that you have to get Jeff on? No, Jeff answered everything I wanted answered. Keep in mind, he's a Nets fan, a- so both of y'all Nets fans. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Keep in I'm mind, Jeff fan, is right. a open-minded CBS reporter here, guys. This isn't a Sixers. Well, you are a Sixers fan, but yeah, I might have to divide this up to like two episodes. Here. <laughs> I'm just glad he came in and gave his input. That's all I got to say. No, he came objectively, no- objectively said yes. Nets in seven. I have no problem uh, saying I'm a Phillies and Sixers fan, like a diehard. I have no problem saying that. No like, ties I, to the Eagles at all, huh? Don't care about their success whatsoever. I, I don't really care. I get paid either way. But, I but do deep down. See, deep I do want to see them do well. Like, okay. I mean, Brian Dawkins is one of my favorite players ever, him and Reggie White. So, yeah. And Donovan, obviously. Oh, wait, wait, real quick. Remember this? <laughs> Remember this question, Steven? So, I got this oh, game not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it started some arguments. Uh, we got we got to just do an episode of deal with this <laughs> of what it's, just, just talking about the like the most random things of all. No, nah, it was it was like a one it was like a one gotta go thing. So it's like a bunch it's games and it's cards of four topics. One has to go. So this one was uh, 
Um, it was so one has to go right. It's Russell Wilson, Michael Vick. Oh, what was the third? Russell Wilson. Oh, it was Russell Wilson, Mike Vick, Cam Newton, Cam Newton. Donovan McNabb. Tough. I got my answer. I got my I'd answer. Go, I'd probably go Ross. What? what Whoa! The, yo! Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm going. What? Wait. Before I even give mine, what is the reasoning behind this? Do you want a Super Bowl? What the? Oh, oh! I'm sorry. It's always one you took. That, no, one has to go. One, one has, has to go. go. One. Oh, one I was about to oh, say, oh, it's dude. Cam. It's Cam. Oh, thank yeah. God. All right, yeah, it's definitely Cam. I, I, I was about to I, say. I, 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 no, I always pick one. I no, pick, pick, pick one. one of them has to go. No, no, dude, I'm like the biggest Russell Wilson fan on the planet. I was about to cry. I was like, you what see the f- all my tweets about yeah, Russell? It's I Cam love Newton, Russell dude. Wilson. I was about to say it's definitely Cam. I, I got a lot of people who are like, dude, it's McNabb. You never it's won MVP. Clear, I'm like, Cam's Cam MVP too. wasn't even. Okay. Dude, I'll tell you what, Donovan McNabb won MVP his second year in the league with trash he was throwing to because and I'm not talking about James Thrash here. I'm talking about he literally got Tarn Small when he was old and Charles Johnson when he was old. If Marshall Falk doesn't break the record for touchdowns in a season McNabb wins MVP they won 11 games with a six win football team yeah I was about to say if you pick Russ like, I would have had to, I had to like just cut this off and just no ending <laughs> no, I'm telling you what I don't think Eagles fans realize how good McNabb was from yeah they don't they don't they until don't. 2004 he they was literally don't. that and like 2005 he actually had a really good year too and until he got hurt he just got hurt a lot it's and he bulked up. McNabb was better for longer. That's my reason. Yeah, he was. And, like, honestly, like, this is where my whole Carson Wentz franchise quarterback thing always came to light. I always compare people to McNabb because McNabb, to me, is the is the standard. McNabb should have won a Super Bowl here. It's unfortunate he did. He actually didn't play as bad as people make it out to be in the Super Bowl. Like, the Patriots were giving him stuff and he was taking it. His worst plays of the game came in the first quarter when he threw, like, the, the interception didn't count and then he threw the other interception. That, that was, like, his mistake. And... I've heard enough stories where it was, yeah, he was kind of under the weather. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> yeah, well, I've heard enough do? from enough players on that team. Oh, uh, well, what are you going to do? All right, so for the last time, we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> so be sure to go follow these guys uh, over on Twitter and Instagram, whatever else they're on. Jeff, let the people know where they can find you. Upcoming projects, you know, the draft is coming up, so everybody's going to be uh, up to their neck in work. But let everybody know where they can catch all your work at. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I'll be focusing a lot on the Eagles draft this week because I am from the Eagles. Because they're Eagles guy. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm their, I'm their Eagles you. guy. Thank and, you. you know, it's going to be a fun year. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I'm excited for it. I mean, I do cover the whole league, but mostly I focus on uh, it's the Eagles and it's the AFC West. That's basically like my my assignments. So I'll be doing a lot of AFC West stuff, hanging in the draft. Um, but you can find me at Jeff Kerr CBS. You can find uh, on Twitter, you can find all my stuff. Uh, I'm when the Eagles make their pick, I'll be doing like an update uh, of sorts of basically some fun facts about their pick. I have a buy numbers column that comes out usually when someone retires or during the season, someone's doing something cool. Uh, but Again, so whoever the Eagles pick, uh, you'll basically get like five fun, fa- five fun facts from me right away. Uh, you'll see that on CBSSports.com. You can find all my content there. And I- I'll tell you what, guys. I- you guys know on my Twitter, I love tweeting obscure stats. And hmm. I got a bunch of them coming yeah, up. We saw them. We saw them all last year. So. <laughs> and, and this year. And this year. Yep, saw them. I'm good. starting okay, to get into Devontae the Eagles Smith a little more stat. now. Yep, this man got the Devontae Smith five fun facts ready to go <laughs> I right can't now. Wait. You know what's funny? Okay. I got all articles typed up for whoever the Eagles could potentially draft so I can just publish it that day. <laughs> so. That's a great idea. You know, yeah, uh, seriously, uh, honestly, you guys want some professional writing advice? Make your life easy and just write about five or ten like once you have ready to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. talk to to Steve. All we know, Rashawn Slater is going to be the pick. So. Yeah, I got my oh, yeah. Micah, I got my Micah Parsons one ready. Be to ready. Go. I'll tell you what, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to run to the nearest store and get a Micah Parsons eleven jersey. Oh, I'm taking shots. I, I love my pen. Take a shot today to forget life. 
Miles Sanders is by far my favorite Eagle. Of okay. It's not even on talent. I went to the same school as him. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I have to I have to say, boys. Okay. Steven, <laughs> where can the people find you? What's coming up? What breakdowns are coming? What beef you have with people? Let them know where they can oh. find you. <laughs> well, of course, just name search me, Steven Conrad Jr. I'm sure something will come up. I'm sure something will come up. Right? Um, on the YouTube side of things, the Daily Drip, I, I you know. Can you sound I a little more excited? Advice here. Can you sound a little more excited about this? Um. From a writing perspective, obviously, uh, I won't be able to provide that. But what I will provide <laughs> is the video breakdowns. Um, I got a few in the draft. So, you know, like Jeff said, whenever the pick is made, whoever that player is. You got breakdowns ready? Really? Right now? I got a few. So hopefully. Dan, um, this is the first I've heard about it. Damn. Get them out there. So This man's about to do it right after that. this today. Capping again. No, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm ready. And then obviously... <laughs> Stay tuned, depending on who the pick is. We'll probably end up going live on YouTube or Twitch, whatever the situation may be, and I will be emotional. And you had a birthday this week, right? Yeah. Turn the big 22. <laughs> 22. 22. Remember those oh, days. Remember those Taylor days. Swiss song for you? Oh, man. Remember those oh. days. Remember those days. Steven sound like he dead, like this whole pot killed him or something. Jeez. You man, awake? You're a, you awake you're over young, there, man? You're a youngin', dude. This man just wants it to be over. What? I'm, I'm all right. What you do you good? mean? You sure? Yeah. Yeah. It's midday. You ever get that midday like drop off? Yeah. I'll be awake in a couple hours. Oh yeah, you're going. Yeah, you you going night on the town tonight. That's right. Yeah, that must be nice. Yeah, it must be nice to have a night on the town. I've still got some running to do. Oh, I'm running too. There you go. Steven, what are you? Summer bodies, right? Yeah, summer boy, hot boy summer. Be sure to follow me on. <laughs> At the Philly Pod Instagram, at the Philly Pod. Be sure to subscribe to the Philly Pod on Apple iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, wherever else you get your shows. Be sure to leave those reviews. Rate five stars. Each and every one does help with bringing uh, the show to new eyes and ears and wherever else people can consume the content. And we'll have a lot more stuff coming out for the draft, after the draft, and so on and so forth. But until the next one, y'all, thanks for listening and peace out from the Philly Pod.